You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. So today, as you listen, our episode is going to be a devotional episode um, focused on Luke chapter 15. So as we get ready to kick off, I just want to orient you. I know that some of our podcast listeners are with us on Sundays when our church family gathers uh, for worship corporately, but some of you folks are not. And so let me get you in the loop. Our church family right now has committed to a campaign called Who's Your One? Essentially, we have agreed uh, to ask the Lord to show us one person that we should pray for daily with the goal that we'd be able to share the gospel with them. And so all over the church, we've asked people to consider this. So far, we have over 100 people who are participating, who are praying daily for one person in hopes that they'll be able to share the gospel with them. We're super excited about the potential for that. Uh, We've already heard some good news. We've had some gospel conversations already, which is very early. We weren't expecting that for a few more weeks. Um, And I know of one person who's given their life to Christ so far, so we're We're thrilled. But today's devotional podcast supports this effort a little bit. We're just reminding one another to love our neighbor um, and really to reach out in in the same spirit with the same character and the heart that the Lord shows towards us. So I want to share from Luke 15. um, And and essentially, I'm inspired to share this devotion with us because of the lesson that we taught in our Sunday school group uh, this past Sunday. I love my Sunday school community. Um, my brothers and sisters are walking with Jesus together. And this particular Sunday, we read the prodigal son, and we just talked about the idea of us being far from God, of what is it to be lost. And so I want to share this story in two episodes uh, to focus on two different characters and. I really want to encourage you to tune in tomorrow uh, because uh, it's a honestly that's going to be a devotion that I want our whole church to hear. So here we go, uh, Luke chapter fifteen. I'm going to start uh, in verse eleven. Jesus continued, "There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate.'" So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. When Jesus presents this parable, he's telling a story that would be familiar to everybody, just dynamics in a family. But in this particular dynamic, what stands out is that there is a son who looks at his father and there does not appear to be a strong relationship. Rather, it's almost as if the son is looking at the dad and saying, I don't need a relationship with you. What I want from you is my inheritance. In other words, if you would give me the financial resources that are mine by my family name, I'll get out of this house because I don't desire relationship with you. Okay, so the, the Bible doesn't go much farther than that, but culturally, I've heard, I've heard uh, pastors communicate that culturally, this could almost be interpreted as if the son is saying, I want my inheritance. I really wish you were already dead, and I hate that I have to wait that long. And so the father just gives him the inheritance early. I mean, how strong is that? That this son 
It lacks love for his father. And I wonder, I wonder, what does the son think of his father? Um, you know, sometimes when you're, uh, when you're a younger person, you go through this season where you think you are so right. You're so prideful. You know, you think you do everything right. Um, You've heard people talk about seasons of life where when you're a kid, your parents, you think your parents are geniuses, they know everything, and then you get older and you think they're stupid and they don't know anything at all, and then you get older and you realize, wow, they were brilliant after all. Well, I wonder if this guy is just caught up in that prideful season, you know, where he looks at his his dad and his mom and he's saying, listen, you're blowing it. Your rules are old-fashioned. You don't understand what life's about. I do. I could do this better if I were not underneath your your rule, underneath your house, underneath your name. Just let me out. All I want from you is what you'll give me. No relationship. Just my inheritance. Hurts me to say it, but it's almost as if Jesus is telling this parable and we should see in the eyes of this son, those moments in our life when our heart has been prideful against God, where we've said, I can do this by myself. I really don't need you. I don't want you to be in charge of me. I want to be in charge of myself. Just give me the blessings of your creation and leave me alone. So this is a classic picture of lostness. Now, this particular um, guy, as he runs from his father, and we should see this as running from God, he goes off to a distant land. He spends all his money on wild living, uh, which is, I mean, essentially kind of what we do. We we chase after the desires and the passions and the lusts of the world. Uh, we follow our pleasures and our own personal agendas, and we do not do what the Lord is calling us to do. So anyway, this guy goes off. He spends everything he, he has, and now he's broke. So suddenly life is going to hit. I, there's a famine. I want to read this part. After he'd spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went out and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. So as this son rebelled against the father and left. Now he's honestly in a mess of his own making. And a bunch of us have been there. You know, our anger, our passions, our selfishness, our pride has led us to a place where we've lost relationships. We have no good friendships. We we're all by ourselves. Honestly, it's almost as if God has handed us over to our sins to say, okay, my child, go and do it your way and see where it takes you. And when you're ready, I'm here for you. Well, in this particular story, the guy finds himself dead broke, so he becomes a slave, hires himself out to be a servant to another person, and his job is to go take care of pigs. If this is a Jewish kid, like having to take care of pigs, which were an unclean animal for the Jewish people, that would be like the ultimate insult. And to make it matter, to make matters worse, Jesus makes the story just come alive when he says that every day this kid looked at the slop that he was giving the pigs, and he was so hungry that it looked appetizing. And and I'm sure that this kid would evaluate his life and say, "How have I ever gotten to this place?" Well, the answer is, you ran from your father. You were determined to do it your way, and now you are lost. So 
This son is far, far away. He's desperate, and no surprise here, nobody's taking care of him. There's nobody in that world who's giving him something to eat. But there is a father that still loves him. He's just got to swallow his pride and go home. And so the story of the prodigal son hinges then on this love, this remarkable love of a father that even after this kid looks at him and says, I really wish you were dead already and I had my inheritance. Even after this kid says, I don't want a relationship with you. How far can I get from you? The day he changes his mind about his father and goes home, he finds that his father has loved him all along. Not only was his dad right about how life should be lived, but his dad is loving and wants him back. So here's my favorite part of the story. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food enough to spare? And here I am starving to death. I'll set out. I'll go back to my father and I'll say to him, father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son, make me like one of your hired servants. You need to hear this little rehearsed speech because he's about to to make the speech to the father, but he doesn't get to the part where he says, make me like a servant, because before he gets it out of his mouth, the father is already making it super clear that he's not coming back as a servant. He's coming back as a son. So let me show you that. While he was still a long way off, His father saw him and was filled with compassion for him and ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. I love that part of the story. So the father's compassion drives him to love, to receive it. And I think that when we're in a state of lostness and the world out there who is lost, man, if they would turn to God, they would find not an angry judge, but a loving father that wants nothing more than to welcome them home. So the story of the prodigal son, it tells us a lot about lostness, but it tells us even more about the heart of our heavenly father. And so while we're challenging the church to engage who's your one, to share the gospel with lost people who don't know it, with one lost person who doesn't know it, uh, what what's driving this is that the heart of God is for them, that, that God wants to welcome them home, that God wants a relationship with them, that if they'll just turn around, God wants to throw his arms around them. And watch this. I love this. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But he never gets to say, make me a servant. Because watch this. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Kill the fatted calf. Let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. So you get to see the heart of this father. That the son's coming back, but not as a dutiful servant, rather as a celebrated son. So for every gospel conversation we have across our city, for every person who's far from God, if they turn their heart to the Lord, he throws his arms around them, puts a robe on them, a ring on their fingers, sandals on their feet, and says, you're my daughter, you're my son, you're adopted into my family, welcome home. You are lost, you're found. Spiritually, you were dead, now you've been made alive. And so every time that we get to share the gospel and somebody responds yes, we get to be a part of this life-giving, 
life-giving moment, this family moment, when the father adopts a daughter or son into his family. All right, so also, I really want to share tomorrow, um, man, just a second side of the story that you've absolutely got to hear. But today, what I want you to, to leave with is, is this. Number one, if you're listening to the podcast and you feel so far from God that you think he could never love you, well, the son was right when he said, I'm not worthy to be your son, but worthy has nothing to do with it. Jesus Christ died to adopt us into his family. It is a gift of his grace. It has nothing to do with worthy. So go home. Listen, if you're far from God, just go home. Go back to him because he wants to welcome you home. Jesus told this parable because he wants us to know the heart of the Father. So if you are lost, please run to your Heavenly Father today. Be saved. Give your life to Jesus. Be adopted into his family. Come be part of our church. Come worship him with us. We'd love that. Second, if you're already saved and you are an ambassador for this heavenly father, man, know that every time you're sharing the gospel this week, you are sharing the gospel of this heavenly father who is full of compassion and wants to adopt sons and daughters. So church family, let's go out and be faithful. Let's share the gospel of this fantastic father with the rest of our community. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you're richly blessed as you serve the Lord. Please, please love the Lord. Delight in him. I hope that you'll enjoy your relationship with him. If you've already turned in your name and you know who you're praying for, I just want to encourage you, pray daily. We gave out prayer journals, um, daily devotionals for you so that you could be praying every single day for your one. Let's be faithful in that. Uh, I cannot wait to see you guys uh, tonight in church.